from Kirkco Media. This week on Life Done Better. You need to just get everything out, prioritize what you need to get done, and realize there's not as many things as you think there are. Like if in your brain you're like, you have maybe five, six, seven things rattling around, it seems like 30. But when you actually write them out and you're like, okay, well, here's a bucket in, in my area of work that I need to get done, and family, and self-care, and whatever it is, we can actually prioritize the things that we need to get done and have little buckets for them, like a system. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill Dijon. I'm talking to Sandy Glenn. She is a high-performance productivity coach and best-selling author of Slay Your Day. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jill. It's my pleasure. So, Sandy, can you explain a bit on the theme of productivity from your book? My prior life, I like to say, (laughs) I was not always the most productive. I was not always the most high performing. And I have to say that I've lived both sides of what productivity looks like. I've been on the stressed out, burnout, on the hamster wheel, frustrated. I'm sure so many of, of your listeners can relate to that. Especially if they have a lot going on, if they're running businesses, if they're wives, if they're mothers, you know, the more hats that we wear, the more responsibilities we have. So for me, I didn't grow up knowing how to operate from a place of productivity and operate from a place of of really just getting things done and, and really owning it. And I had to learn that for myself. I had to figure out what hacks and systems to tap into. Because like I said, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't know what that even meant or looked like. And for me, all I knew was it was overwhelming and it was stressful. And I didn't want my life to look like that when I was a wife and a mom. And I had to go through some trials and tribulations of not having the most high productivity in my life and these systems. And it's in going through that, that I was able to be where I am now, which is writing a book on it, coaching on it, teaching on it, and really sharing what I've learned and what I've been through. Yeah. Like I remember reading in your book, talking about your mom and how you're looking at her and yeah, you, you know, like she does it all and you're incredibly loving and, and she gets it all done, but she is nonstop and exhausted and it's a lot for her. And you as a child probably want her to have more time to play and have more time to be her. And she may not at a time even know what me time was. Uh-huh. And the one thing you said in your book that struck me is like, I just knew there had to be a better way. And those questions then lead to, okay, so what does that better way look like? Or what do I want it to look like? And that's when you're starting to look for answers. And like you said, through trials and tribulations. So just to show the difference between your upbringing and mine, throughout my modeling career, I was flown all over the place, worked 12, 14 hour days. I was chronically jet lagged, sleep deprived, did not take care of myself, started having health issues. So every time I had time to myself, maybe a day or two in between my trips, we yeah. come home, do the laundry, and I felt like a zombie. Yeah. I was incredibly thirsty, incredibly hungry, and yeah. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I was like, well, this is not really healthy. I'm, I'm burned out again. Right. 
you know, we can always be learning. We can always be improving, right? So even if we feel like we're the best in one area, there's always room for improvement. And I'm someone that is always looking to learn. I'm always looking to learn the hacks, the strategies, the tools, the tips. So I will always be until the day I die a student, a student of just learning all the information that I can learn. Because for me, if there's something out there that can make life easier or more happy or just a place where we can just constantly be growing and learning, I want all of that. And I think that that makes your life better and the people around you because you're just constantly growing and learning and you're not so stuck to your own ways that you have to just stay there all the time. Yes, absolutely. And I know when people think about a way of organizing their lives, they start maybe freaking out a little bit and they're like, I'm not like that. I don't want everything to be perfect. Right. You know, in a way, it's, to some people, it, it sounds like a mild form of OCD. And I get that. There's so many levels of wanting to get organized. Like I naturally drawn to getting organized because I'd like to get a whole lot done. I do it because, and it's and this had to do with paperwork and finances. I said, I do it because it's been a source of stress for me and I'm yeah. trying to reduce my stress. So every time I create a system, stress is dissipating. So first, like where I was, I was you know, traveling all year, going to different destinations, and I would collect a bag for all my receipts. And at some point, they had to be organized to get to my tax guy. And I would sit in my room for days and I was in tears. I was like, this is impossible. There's hundreds or thousands of receipts and I have to declare. And, and I was like, there's got to be a better way. After being in tears and stressing yourself out to the max, you're like, no way, not, not anymore. So I started doing money management Mondays. I started introducing that because as an entrepreneur, you don't know every month what's coming in. It's not always the same. So I create a statement, a balance, and I put all my, like an overview of all my bank accounts. And so I say, okay, this is what it's in the bank account now. This is what's coming in. And this is what I need to like spend. At first, it's intimidating. You're like, oh, do I really want to know where I'm standing? And you reveal something really personally about yourself. It's mm -hmm. like, how messy is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like pulling back the curtain a little bit. Like we got it. We got to kind of like dive in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but what I've experienced and I've, I've learned many of my friends and clients this too. Once you start doing it, you want to know because yeah. it's not that scary. Once, once you start doing it, it starts taking stress off your shoulders. It's starting to feel like, oh, I'm excited to do Money Management Monday today. Right, right. Like you said, it seems so scary and daunting in the beginning. But then when you actually dive into it, like I remember, you know, in college, even like having projects to do, or you would have these big tasks to take on. And you're like, oh my God, and you put it off, put it off, put it off. And then when you actually have to do it, you're like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you know? Yeah. The anticipation almost takes up more energy than the doing of it. Yes. Like the gloom and loom of, of like what's lingering. <laughs> totally. And so do you also recommend to do the things that you are most resistant to or find most scary or are like really big tasks? Do you recommend to do those first in a day, like just to be done with them? Because energetically, it's going to take up a lot of headspace. Also, it's going to give you the most satisfaction when it's done. Like, what's your mindset about that? Yeah, so exactly what you're saying. I always say do the hardest thing first because it's going to be sitting on your shoulder like we're talking about. It's going to be looming over you and you're going to be thinking about that thing. No matter what you're doing, you're going to be thinking about it, whether it's the financials, whether it's the email you have to send out, the call you have to make. You know you have to do that thing. And the longer you put it off, 
the more you're going to be thinking about it. So why just keep putting it off, putting it off, get it done and out of the way, and then you can move on to the next thing. And then it's, look, then it's just all downhill from there. And it's, it's an easy ride. There's actually a book, I'm sure you're aware of it, called Eat That Frog, that's do the hardest thing first of the day. You actually will be able to put your mental focus where it needs to be versus sending out the email, talking to the client, actually thinking about this other thing that's kind of like lingering in the background. And it might take a little bit of, of working the muscle to do it first because it's uncomfortable. Like we are creatures of habit. We like to do things that we're comfortable with. We like to stay inside our comfort zone. I like the challenge of doing things that are hard, right? Things that will challenge me because I know if I can do the things that are going to challenge me, then the other stuff will come a little bit easier. And I know, again, most people like to stay in their nice little cozy little bubble. But for me, the more I stretch myself, the more I can do things that I'm not comfortable with, that I don't know that I haven't done before, I get to prove to myself over and over and over again. It could be something small, like doing an extra rep when I'm working out. It could be right now. I just, I have a newborn. He's eight weeks old and I have a certain goal set for myself for breastfeeding. You know, again, it doesn't have to be moving mountains, but it's just certain things that you can set for yourself that push the envelope of the comfort zone that really build that muscle. So when things do get hard, it doesn't seem as overwhelming for you. And you're used to coming up to those obstacles and facing those challenges and rising above them. And it builds confidence. Every night I have my to-do list for the next days and there's maybe a thing or two that weren't as important. I'll move it over, but I try to make sure that everything is off my list. I love to check it off. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) woohoo. Do you ever write stuff down that you've already done just so you can check it off? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do that. I'd be like, okay, I don't know. I need to go to the, the post office or whatever. And I'd be writing out my list for stuff and I'd be like, oh, I already did this, but guess what? I did this today. Write it down, Boom. check it off. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I've done it since I was younger because of modeling. I had seven, eight appointments a day going to see clients. And then when I transformed into a health and wellness career, I had to do the same with you know going to clients, taking calls, and I was still going to castings as well in between. So it was really nutty. And so I, I've always done really well with writing out my day because yeah. once it's on paper, it's off my mind. I feel like it's kind of like a secure place to store your thoughts. And so I can actually go to sleep and sleep well. And if there's something else that pops up, I can always write it down again. You know, if you have a really busy mind, you can put pen and paper next to your bed. But it hasn't even come to that because already in the morning of the following day, I start adding on to the next day. It's a progress that happens throughout the day where I fill up the next days. And and I'm like, there's got to be a couple hours where you're not doing anything or I want to go for a run on the beach. And why I do these things is uh, really to feel refreshed. I, you know, I take on a lot. <laughs> Yesterday I was training clients at the house and I just had a new gym installed. And they're like, so would you want to like do this all the time? I said, mm, this is my fourth job. So no, no, I don't have, yeah. I just need those few selected clients. But at the end of the day, when I can then jump in the ocean and go kiting and an hour later you land the kite and you unhook and you're like, <sighs> there's this silence. There's this silence in my mind that I don't get even when I meditate. But I like what you're saying where you have that break, like that release, because it's true. We have all these things going on. And I even do this between calls or emails or my work day. And I tell my clients this too, like you don't want to book things so back to back to back to back. You don't have a break, you know, for your brain and, and all the energy that you need. It's like you're locking yourself in jail. You know, there's no out. So I love that you have these super exciting ways to just kind of give yourself that release and the energy and the creativity, because I'm sure you get so much creativity from it too. 
Oh, absolutely. Like I was swimming in the pool two nights ago and I had a, a big call with a, a brand that I really want to work for. And we're trying to see what, how I can be part of the team. And I came up with a really great campaign for them. And while I was swimming, I was, you know, it, it was definitely not my intention to come up with this great idea. But when you started zoning out and swimming is also meditative because it's all about breathing and, you know, you can't really think too much. All of a sudden that one idea comes up and you're like, oh my God, they're going to be so yes. excited about this. Yeah. And, and they were. And so I love that it actually works together. You know, you yeah. have to have that downtime to organize your thoughts, to be creative and to smile again. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny that you say that because I was on a coaching call with a client yesterday and she's like, I feel like I'm so overwhelmed. She's like, I'm forgetting things like at home and at work and at this and at that. And I said, what we need to do is go back to square one, go back to the beginning and you need to just get everything out. Because I said, it's like you have 20 tabs open in your head and they're all like popping up on the screen. You don't know where to start. For all of the women that are listening that are like, you know, I don't know where to start and I need to just go back to square one and figure out how I do all these things. So I have time for myself. So I can give myself that creative energy flow. Cause I, I know what you were saying for you, it's like the kite surfing, like that's your kind of release for me. It's working out. So for me, my ideas come in the shower and when I'm working out. And that's because I'm relaxed. I'm in the flow of not putting that pressure on myself and I'm just enjoying where I'm at. So I so relate with you on that. But what I was saying to her was, you know, you need to just get everything out, prioritize what you need to get done and realize there's not as many things as you think there are. Like if in your brain, you're like, you have maybe five, six, seven things rattling around. It seems like 30. But when you actually write them out and you're like, okay, well, here's a bucket in in my area of work that I need to get done and family and self-care and whatever it is, we can actually prioritize the things that we need to get done and have little buckets for them, like a system versus feeling so overwhelmed by everything rattling around in our brains. And what is really important and what is not that important? Because sometimes we say, well, I got to do this now. And then I ask myself when I put a lot of pressure on myself, do I really need to do this now? Or do I just want to get it off my list? I'm like, you know, what? it's so not important to go to Costco today. Right. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Instacart. I don't know if you guys have it, have it there, but Instacart, you know, when they bring I've heard the groceries. of it, I have not used it yet. Yes. They bring the groceries right to your door. You go, I probably use them at least three or four times a week. I remember one time I brought someone to the house because I was doing an interview. Of course, it was virtual, right? But I was like, I need my hair done. So I had someone here that was doing my hair. I had the groceries being delivered. I was writing an email, sending emails out. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be able to do this, get my hair done, send out the email and have the groceries delivered if I was the one just getting the groceries. We need to know how valuable our time is. And I talk about that in my book. I say like, you have to know your worth, know your value. And say, look, if I got to spend a little bit more money to get the groceries delivered or someone's coming to do my hair, I mean, whatever the case may be, how are you spending your time? And you have to realize if your time is of X amount of worth, then where are you putting it? How much time are you spending on yourself, in your business, with your clients, or where are you wasting time? Because those time suckers that we don't realize, oh my God, if you actually tallied up that time and calculated it, you'd be like so many hours that that are wasted. So we really want to be very conscientious of that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. And one of your favorite methods at, at home is the 3D system. Yes. I love that you called it 3D. It's really easy to remember. One is do it yourself. Yeah. If the task is not something you can ask someone else to do. So number mm -hmm. two is delegate. Yep. in couples like what you like to do and I like to do is different so yes I will I will love to cook but if you make me do the groceries I don't want to cook anymore we're eating pizza again yes 
And number three is delete. And so when we talk about do it yourself, it is truly about the things you personally cannot give out a hand. The only things that you can do. And oftentimes we think we have to do everything, that everything is a do it yourself. Right. But there are things that we can delegate. Sometimes we start doing things that we enjoy, but it's so much work and overwhelming that it's not fun anymore. Right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. On medicine, we're still practicing. Join Dr. Stephen Tabak and Bill Curtis for real conversations with the medical professionals who have their finger on the pulse of healthcare in the modern world. Available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Produced by Kurt Co. Media. And we're back. There's a lot of virtual assistants nowadays that, you know, you can hire for a couple hours a day. And there's so many other ways that you can still do the things that you enjoy, that you're good at, and that you want to be a boss babe at, right? And you want to have fun with what you do, but you cannot do it all, all the time. Yeah. And just like we were saying, you know, you work to your strengths, like your, your husband, your partner, whatever. I also hire my assistants or VAs based on their strengths. So let's say I'm hiring someone to edit my video for me, right? I wouldn't use that same person to go and make graphics or make something, let's see, like a podcast when I was doing my podcasting to edit the podcast. Like I don't make one person wear all the hats because I want them to be strong in that area that they are strong in. If I'm, let's say a five at it and I'm like mediocre at making images or shooting pictures of myself, whatever it is, right? I want to bring someone in that's a 10, that's going to elevate what my quality would be originally. So that's how I hire out my content and I delegate those things. And it's really important that you bring people to the team that are going to add value for you. And also a really popular question that I get when it comes to this system is what if I don't have the money to spend on hiring someone on outsourcing on delegating? And this is my response to that. Let's say it's in business, right? And for you, and I call these in the book, the money-making moves, right? What are the things in your business that you know, it's the phone call, it's the prospecting, it's the follow-up that you're going to close the deal, bring in the money, right? The things that bring the money into the business, money-making moves. So if you could, let's say, outsource someone to bring in your home and they're doing laundry or they're meal prepping or cooking or whatever it is that would normally take up your time, maybe it's watching the kids for an hour so you can be in your business, right? Would that hour of, let's say, $15 an hour, $20 an hour, whatever it was, be worth it to you to bring in that new client, to bring the person on your team, to have that revenue coming in? Absolutely. So we don't want to look at it and have that closed mindset of, well, I can't afford to bring someone in or delegate or hire someone to do my grocery shopping, like an app that it's super cheap and affordable, right? It's like, you have to start thinking creatively and outside the box and not just, well, I'm paying someone X amount of money for this ROI. I'm paying someone for my time, which is worth X amount of money. So I can actually essentially clone myself and duplicate myself and what I can do and bring to the table and show up in those areas that only I can do. Right. But I would say if this is brand new to you, make a list of things that maybe you don't absolutely love doing or that you can put attention on in your business or in your life. Maybe it's like, look, I want to bring someone in to do my laundry while I spend an hour of intentional time with my kids or my husband. So it's not just in business. It's the whole pie of of our life. Yeah. And it's a luxury that you can afford if you're smart about it. And also if you start looking for creative solutions, because when you think of delegating and hiring people, no one needs to go on payroll. 
Right. It's not like this massive team that we're like, all of a sudden we have like 20 people in an office. (laughs) That's right. It can be one week for $20 and maybe next week you have $40 to spend on it. And you're like, wow, I had two whole hours and it was so productive and some new business came out of it. I personally have a cleaning lady. She comes every Friday because at the end of the week, I am so tired and done with cleaning and cooking and everything else that she helps me for four hours in the house. And it's a big house. By the end of my Friday, I go into my weekend with a peaceful mind and she is so worth that money. But that's the difference between a closed mindset of I have to do everything and Mm -hmm. a let me figure it out mindset. Because again, I know that I can bring someone into my home to clean and just do a better job than I can do. And I can focus on bringing in the money for my business, for my team to grow, to expand. And then I can pay someone to do the things that... A, I'm not even great at, and B, I don't want to do. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It's all about managing stress levels in the end, right? Is it going to give you less stress or more stress? That's all I'm asking myself. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission to do less at times when you feel like you're going in an extreme. The systems that I talk about, you know, in my book and that I walk you through, which each of the exercises in the book, it's to actually simplify your life. It's not so we have all these to-do lists. I actually say in the book, I say to-do lists are no longer your friend. Like we throw that out the window and we're no longer operating with that. I I talk about focusing on three things each day that help move the needle forward, help move you forward personally in your business, with your family, whatever that looks like for you. It's simplifying your life. So you're not stressing about the same thing day in and day out. And like you were saying, before when you go to bed at night, like, oh my God, what do I have to remember? What do I have to do for tomorrow? We get ahead of the game. So for tomorrow, let's say I figure that out today. And that just helps you to get in the nice flow and the rhythm of what do I need to prioritize? Where does my attention go? And I'm not overwhelming myself with 50 things on a to-do list and I'm never even going to get to anyway. Prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. That brings me to your brain dump. Thinking of the things you do not longer want to engage in, and it can be people that are energy draining. I find that really important. And I think a lot of women have a hard time saying no to things. Mm -hmm. I remember a friend in Miami telling me, (laughs) she said, Jill, when I first met you and I asked you if you wanted to go to this event and you said no in my face, it was really offensive. And I said, why? She's like, well, no one would just say no. They would just like, oh, let me think about it or sure. And then they don't show up. And you said, no. I said, yeah, but did I just say no? Or, well, I asked you why not. And you told me because you didn't feel like it. And I'm like, yeah, so what's wrong with that? And she's like, no, it just took me a little while to get adjusted to your directness. But it's so good that you know what you want to, where you want to show up and where you're, yeah. where you're investing your time in. That's amazing. If you're asking me to do something that I'm not excited about, I say, no, thanks. Absolutely. And it's, you know, being so protective of our time, because if we are not protective of that time, other people will take up that time. That's so, so vital. I need to know where do I want to show up? Who do I want to spend my time with? Where do I want to be? I know for me, my family, my friends, my business, like I know each one of those areas that are non-negotiables for me that I want to show up in. You know, if it's an event or something that I want to go to that you get invited to and you're like, you know what? I just, sorry, I don't want to go. Like there should be no reason why I have to even give an excuse as to why not. It's just, I don't want to go. 
<laughs> you know? No, and it's really refreshing to hear you say it. And I hope that everyone that's listening is going to give themselves more permission to say no and to say, you know what? Not today. I don't feel like it. I'm going to take this time to myself. I'm going to spend this time differently. Or if you have already committed to something and you're half-assing it where, you know, no one is benefiting from your presence, like because, you, you know, you're dragging yourself to it. You don't care for it. People will notice if you're not, yeah. you know, committed. Just say, you know what? I'm sorry. I first committed to this. I don't have the time, energy, or I don't enjoy it. Whatever. But say the truth because, you know what? The truth is so refreshing. And when you say the truth, it gives other people permission to communicate in truth too. And they're like, you know what? We did see you didn't enjoy yourself and we do see you're exhausted. And you know what? Why don't you take some time to your family? Right. And, and you have to honor that, you know, honoring yourself, because especially like I was saying in the beginning, you know, the more you have going on, the more hats you're wearing, the more balls that you're juggling that you have in the air, the harder it's going to be for you to honor yourself because we feel like we have to show up for everyone else. But how do you show up for everyone else when your cup isn't filled first? And that's the biggest thing I think women have such a hard time doing because we're such people pleasers. We want everyone else to be happy. But what about me? What about making sure that my cup is full so I can give that to everyone else? And I think that's the biggest thing to, to just always keep in mind because whether it's a partner or kids or your business, all of that is going to be fulfilled once you're fulfilled first. And just always keeping that in mind and at the forefront will help allow you to kind of give you that pass for yourself. What do I need today to fill my cup? So let me ask you, what is your favorite quote of the book? Can I tell you my favorite? Yeah, I would love to hear yours. I love your quote, control the controllable. Yes, I say that all the time. Yes. <laughs> it is something that I use in my life too. And I usually said, control your controllables. And that really means the things that you can take care of and do well, do those. Because once yes. they are already taken care of, you have so much more headspace for the rest. And also, yeah. we are dealing with a lot in our lives. So if those things are in place and organized, the things that come to you, you'll be able to handle and deal with so much better. Yeah. I was on a book club group and the girls were telling me their favorite quotes as well. We were talking about that. And I was sharing with them that for me, they asked me what my favorite chapter was. And the last chapter of the book, chapter 11, it's called Slay Your Day Today and Every Day. And then the subtitle is Be the Girl Who Decided to Go For It. And when I wrote the book, there was 10 chapters. Like when I kind of did the outline of the book, there was 10 chapters. And the book was supposed to be submitted May 1st. And I think on April 30th, <laughs> I was like, I need to write this last chapter. And it's not a long chapter. And the book is such an easy read. And the last chapter was all about implementing. And I think the reason why for me, I was like, I have to put this in there is because no matter if it's this book, if it's a course, if it's a program, if it's another book, there's no point in taking all the information if you're not going to use it and apply it. So for me, one of my favorite chapter of the book is the last one because it's truly talking about taking all of the knowledge, all the information and applying it. And actually at the end of each chapter, it's like a workbook that I put in there. There's just three questions at the end of each chapter. And I want you to go through and use it and apply it. So you're not just reading, okay, on to the next chapter, we're going to read, we're going to apply. Yeah. Like you said, nothing changes if nothing changes. 
I would actually love to see a time lapse of your day. It would be really funny to see a time lapse. You're running from room to room, going from, you know, like feeding to business. Oh my God. Absolutely. I was telling my girlfriend who she was co-hosting my book club group with me. And it was like five minutes out from when we we're starting the book club group. And I'm like, okay, I'm pumping right now. And then I'm going to go down and we'll do the book club. And then we'll do the book club. And I, then I got to like, you know, it's just, I know what I have to do. And I, and it's in a very concise order, but yes, there's moments when things don't go according to plan. And most of the time, like we, we give ourselves this ideal day and plan and that's great. But when things don't go that way, you just have to give yourself grace and say, okay, what are my three non-negotiables? What do I have to get done? And as long as those are done and I'm moving the needle forward and I feel like I'm progressing each day, that's good enough. And you know what? Sometimes making the bed, taking a shower and making sure everyone's fed is good enough. Don't expect to move mountains, especially if you're in a time of change as a new mom, as craziness is going on with COVID and all these things. Like there's plenty of time for that. So I love what you say when you're like, you know what? Give yourself grace. Like just be kind to yourself. Absolutely. And control your controllable. Control the control. Yes. That's right. Now you're a mom and you have done it better, right? And that's what life done better is all about. Like small improvements, fine tuning life and uh, and really enjoying life more. Yeah. And and you get to enjoy it when you identify these things, when you say, I want to show up here. I want to be present there. I know which areas I want to show up in. And I talk about this in the book as well. Like Everyone has a different ideal, perfect life, perfect vision, perfect day for themselves, right? But unless we identify that, we're never going to be able to live it. So create the roadmap that you want to go, create that for yourself, and then you get to go there. But if you never identify it and you never put the attention on it, it's going to be impossible to get to the destination. Wonderful. So we can find Slay Your Day at Amazon. Is it available on Barnes Barnes & Noble? Barnes & Noble. Yep, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Apple. You can download it right away immediately to a Kindle. So so yeah, it's it's all the places. Congrats that, you know, it's already a best-selling book. Thank you. Yes, yes. Truly amazing. Well, you are an absolute inspiration. I am impressed by all that you do. Thank you so much, Sandy, for joining us on Life Done Better. Thank you so much. This episode was produced and edited by AJ Mosley, sound mastering by Michael Kennedy, recorded for Kurt Co. Media. We're so thankful for your listens and shares. Until next time, my friends, I'm Jill Dijon. From Kurt Co. Media, media for your mind.